We're back again, eventually, at the Barber's Tour after about five or six weeks off. Yeah. It's been a long January, it was a long December, but we're fairly back on the horse now and we're back with a couple of guests this morning. Boys, I'll give you the floor to introduce yourselves. So I'm Maddie Henry, uh, this is Nathan Henry, my brother, and we're founders of a coaching company called Engold Coaching. What we do is we do private training sessions, so like one-to-ones, two-to-ones, small group trains, and we also have our own um, elite academy from 2012 to 2015. Well, it was the start of full time football, so we would train like a Monday morning, Tuesday evening, Wednesday off, Thursday evening, Friday morning. So then in between that, I was like working for the council, like cutting grass. Yeah, uh, yeah. just just to get some some extra money on top of it. Okay, what were you doing? I was just I was just uni, university. What were you doing? Uni? Sports studies. Yeah. So that kind of gave me a good pathway into coaching, and then realizing that that's what I wanted to do is start coaching. Class, and then so. Where then did Engo coaching actually come from? Obviously, you're out cutting the grass, you're doing community work. How does that conversation then come about of you like having this? Well, I think it all started over lockdown. So, obviously, lockdown stopped everything, playing football, working as well. So, me and Matthew said to each other that we, we wanted to stay sharp over lockdown, playing football. So we went down, started doing a few one-to-one sessions ourselves, taking each other. And from that, we thought, this is class. <coughs> this is the best training we've ever had. Mm. Uh, so we did that the whole lockdown, came back to football, and we felt so sharp. Whose training was the best? <laughs> well, probably has the start. I'd say, I'd say mine. I had to teach him things at the start. Like, you see, if I'm being honest, like, I, I didn't think I, I wanted to coach him. Like, whenever I was, you know, younger and stuff. Yeah. And even in school, I was like, I went to do a degree in business studies and then while I was doing that I went to a summer scheme for the council like taking them for football right. and then I was like I actually really like this you know and then I was a bit raging because I already chose business studies but obviously I saw I knew he always wanted to do something like run my own business but then it was he always wanted to do the coaching yeah. and I always said I, I don't know but then after that did that summer scheme for the council I was like flipping on board and then when we went down to Sandy Bay I wasn't that great at the start, like I was a YouTube guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> all the girls on YouTube and stuff. Uh, he was he was making his own girls and that. And then I was like, obviously, because we're brothers, there's sort of an element of competitiveness where I was like, his sessions are far better than mine, I got my game here. It was quite strange that because obviously like you like had played so hard and stuff, you would have seen like very good drills and very good coaches and stuff, but and you like were more so like you weren't obviously up at large or whatever. Stuff, you know, yeah. amateur league kind of thing, but you were better at the coaching side of things. I think I think it was just a bit experience because from a young age, like sixteen, seventeen, I I started coaching at uh, Larne Local Club and just through the end just gained loads of experience and that mm-hmm. it helps like really does the experience side of coaching. And as Matthew said there, you just maybe a bit inexperienced on that side of it. Nice. It's more, it's more like the like being vocal. So like I could set up a drill, mm-hmm. but it's more like the communicating it across, like what way to do it. And then, say if he was doing it, I was just standing, like maybe passing the ball, saying nothing. Whereas obviously you sort of have to like push the tempo of the sessions a little bit more. Yeah. But then as well, like see you're saying there, like working under like co- good coaches and good trainers and all. 
like when you're when you're playing and not wearing a coaching I don't know about you but I don't I, I generally take much of it in yeah. where I see now because I do coach I'll be doing training sessions you know come that night I'll be going oh yeah I know this drop like even a set up or like oh I do this with this drop do you know what I mean and you sort of you sort of look into that side of things we look more whereas previously I wouldn't really have done it I've just done trains not really thought much yeah. about it yeah. you know that's it, mate. Just have to dive in there and just get better at it as you go along, isn't it? Really, like yeah. But in the, in terms of starting angle, then so we obviously done the the one to ones ourselves, and then we kind of talked, and, and we realised there was a massive gap in Northern Ireland in terms of extra training sessions. Because right. compared to kids in England, you think of at summer age they're getting near five times the amount of training right. as kids in in Northern Ireland. You know the the academy setups are just completely different. So so we just went for it. We just started it started doing a few sessions originally started in lauren that's where we're from just a, a council pitch grass not the, not the best pitch like but it was, a, it, was just, it was a start yeah. like and then what have you done here like sort of st start up a social media page basically yeah well we started the, the start the social media page and all as well straight away and facebook first one that facebook yeah. and then we went on to the instagram and then obviously we've worked into tiktok as well but like like everyone that was it was a start but it wasn't the best but We've kind of developed over time and now we're, we're at Green Island Football Club and uh, they're 3G pitch and yeah we're doing about 60 70 sessions a week one to ones. See the sorry 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 see and um, just to go back to like the lockdown sort of thing everybody that we've had on so far has used the lockdown yeah. as like ammunition yeah. yeah do you know what I mean like actually they've went right it's stopping the tracks at something but it's actually leading me down this other journey now we're gonna actually do yeah. it on my own and then it's give a lot of people opportunity actually just set up the Set up the fundamentals of it, like ten percent. When you obviously had the conversation, like you know, at the end of the day, you need a job too. So were you still going to uni, mm -hmm. and were you still doing the council as alongside the coaching, or were you just like, you know what, I'm all, all in this, I'm all in the this coaching, or how how did that? Because obviously, at the end of the day, like everything, you need to make money somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So no, well, I I was just doing the same thing, and then the coaching was more like part time to start because. Mm -hmm. At the start, like, I, I don't know what it was like whenever, you, you know, you started this, but, like, mm. it was hard to get people in, you know what I mean? Like, we are like, looking at prices of our people, going cheaper than them, just trying to people in the door, like, texting, because we had previously coached at Lauren Youth as well. Um, he coached, really. I just, really, just picked up the cones and that, you know what I mean? But we were, like, having stuff in the text, parents, you know, saying like we're starting these sessions like would you fancy it it's this much you know texting put like your mates you know would you fancy coming down doing sessions it was really, really hard to get people down at the start wasn't it yeah it was it was because obviously you're not established and then you know one one to one training still at the minute i think is you know it's getting more there's more people starting it but at that time i mean there was wasn't really heard of do you know what i mean there was maybe who would be who would have been doing at that stage I think it was Rory Hale was there. Rory was Rory Hale. Yeah. I've seen his. He 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 started kind of summertime around us. But like you're yeah. sort of texting parents and they were just sort of like going like, well, "What's that? I don't know much about it, you know." Yeah. Um. So it was hard at the start. So so C C four angle. Do you have to be in? Does your kid have to be playing for a club to actually go to angle, or can you just go to angle without actually being at a club? No. Uh. For anybody, like. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing about one to one sessions is you can make them really specific. Yeah, because so. I obviously I've got two boys, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I took my wee lad to training sessions before, which is not he's all game before he gets there. But then when he actually gets there, it's just the shock factor kicks in. He's just standing on the sideline, so I just gave up with it. But 
what I'm actually looking for, Jude, is basically that one-to-one -one coaching. But what sort of not put me off was just sort of does he need to be at a club before I take him to you boys? Do you know what I mean? But obviously not then. No, I mean at the minute we've got well, we've we've had a good few. Um, just to get his confidence up a bit, lads. Do you know what I mean? Like just to even get him onto the pitch, like. But we we've had a good few players come in that, that have haven't played for a club and they've been with us for a few months, so then they've eventually went to find a club. Yeah, yeah. I think the good the good thing about the one to one sessions is the kids come in maybe beginners, but just by repetition. Yeah, exactly. About every skill shooting, their first touch, their passing, they develop that confidence in themselves, and then yeah. they can go and find a club, be more confident in themselves and their ability. Yeah, you know. I think that's what, what the missing piece is with Judy. He just needs to just get stuck in. Yeah. But I've been trying with him for a good wee while, do you know what I mean? And then I've actually got him down to the cage and he's just like, nah, just not having it. Yeah, yeah. But there's like, there's another couple of kids there, you know, in his class and stuff, which I thought would have been like the accelerator for him, you know, like if he sees the other kids in school's yeah. parent. But again, it just didn't work. But I'll definitely be seeing these boys with him soon, right? Like, so <laughs> definitely. So, see the name. And go. Obviously, we're at the start cell here. You're training down in the council pitch. Um, what do you call that pitch again, Brandon? Sandy Bay. Sandy Bay, yeah. And they're flipping the seas right there, and it's windy, and like no one really wants to train there as it is or play there as it is. So, um, obviously, yeah, we're down there. Then we're just talking about like, right, we need a, a name for our coaching. I'm not even trying to take credit for it. Nah, well, I, I came to Matthew. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I came to Matthew with the name, and um, like I said, it's at the start, so we're still trying to figure out now. But did you have a couple of names, kind of thing, or was it just like, no, you came up with this name, and that was just the name? No, not really. He just he already had the name. It was more. It was more me. I I came with the name Angle. That was that was the one that stuck out to me because I, I just liked the idea of it. Yeah. You know, it's getting kids to, to reach their end goal, whatever it may be. Like, it's class, everyone has a different goal where they want to be, but. At the, end of, the at the end of the day, we want to help them get there, yeah. and that, that's kind of where the name came from. And I just I think it, I think it's good like for what we do. That's you know? like us even with the Barbers Tour as well. We went through a good load of names for the podcast, and then when you just like get one that hit, you're like, right, just stop here. That's it. Done. Like, There's no point in even searching anymore. Definitely took me a bit of time to get there, but I can't even remember the other one. <laughs> I can't remember now, but. Really? And then he, he gave me he gave me that exact same pitch. As well, boys. Uh, <laughs> and then last member, I agreed. And uh, user obviously just solely 50 50 kind of split. Yeah. yeah. And it just started off used to, and then user were doing more so one to ones at the start. There was no group sessions going on, is that right? No, yeah. we, uh, we, we just started one to one sessions at the very start. And at the very start, like roughly, say, a week, how many people would you have had in particular one to ones? Well, the, the, <laughs> the first month, probably about four right, a right. week. Uh, and then I'd say probably about like month three or four, we we're probably up to like 15, around 15 to 20. Like. Right. But that was only because we did this like deal. Yeah, yeah we did like a, like a, a highly discounted deal, like yeah. on, like, say, a pack of four sessions. We're, we're, we're almost, almost losing money on it. To get people in the door, like that. You know, it, it, did, it did boost us a good bit, as Matthew said there. We got about 15 kids after the first couple of months. Brilliant. Um, I actually seen a video, you know, just as you said about the angle stuff on, I think it was your TikTok, and uh, the young lad been going like right from the very start at Sandy Bay, and then like right through like you know seeing his progression of like going through and like you know, different passing drills and stuff and his technique and stuff, and then he got the Green Island, 
and he was so much better. Really like, and it done really well. That video, isn't it? Do you know uh, what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know, know what you're talking about. And I, now he's that guy, that guy was a good bloke, isn't it? Good couple of thousand, like yeah, that. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I think he's doing really, really well. And um, so, obviously, done the one the ones. Where does then the group come into that? Did you have like sort of a plan? At, at the start, probably not. No, at the start, we just had in our head one to ones, one to ones, one to ones. But obviously, like the more you do, you know, th things happen from a business point of view, and you start looking at it. You know, at the start was more just like we want kids in, we want to train them, but then you want because something we want to do full time. So you have to sort of look at it from a, a business point of view. Whereas one to ones, we were doing it, it was just paper session, wasn't it? So then obviously, the na the nature of it, you know, you get cancellations, probably same as you, you cut in here and here, you get cancellations. And say people don't turn up or whatever happens, and then you know it just lost 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 in, income. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then we we obviously seen oh, we obviously seen like a few uh, ones from England and stuff. We're doing like you know group sessions, like academy sessions, things like that. So then we had the idea to we actually tried to start the the end goal with the academy, didn't we? Like how how how, how far in did we start? Like six months. Yeah, six, six months. Right? Six months into it and. We tried to start it at 2008 age group because okay. we, we would have known quite a few players in that age group. So we would like we just text the parents and we said, like, look, it's obviously players of similar ability. You know, we invited them up to the academy, but we actually ran it um, out of Card Rangers. But it started off really well. Um, I think we had like around 30. That was like the first group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had like around 30 in this group um, and we ran it. First month it was really good. Second month, few numbers started to drop off. Third month, dropping off you know and then couldn't really work out like what, why is it dropping off like we're, we're, we're putting on good sessions here and things then on reflection for that it was because you're not playing any matches with them you know mm -hmm. and kids kids won't play matches you know what I mean? mm -hmm. so i think that helped us that early on mistake because we eventually had to stall it because the numbers were so low but that early on mistake probably helped us with our economy and now because the kids are in and then we play matches with them every four to six weeks because obviously you think if you're a kid yeah like you know they want to play matches, you know, yeah. they need to play matches. It's like PE in school, remember? Yeah. Like, like the teachers used to make a roller, so they're like, mate, we actually want to put the, the jumpers down here and actually make a few goal yeah. posts here. And <laughs> yeah. on them, literally, yeah. like, yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll literally just kick them all away. Yeah. yeah. But like, obviously, obviously, from a coaching point of view, you're thinking you want to put on good sessions and develop them, yeah. but they still need to have that element of fun and, you mm -hmm. know, enjoyment and go and test, obviously, what you're showing them in the sessions, you know, in games. So, maybe Again, that's, that's just the reputation of it, isn't it, too? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Just get it started and then see where you're going wrong. Well, not going wrong, but just see where the drop off is happening. Yeah. And then just see if you can obviously get it back away. Yeah, no. So that early mistake probably helped us make a far better academy this time around doing it, you know? I think the good thing with our academies as well is like a lot of the players that come in for our one to ones now, they would also do our academy sessions. And as Matthew said, they're working on the skills in the, in the one to one that they're practicing and then they bring it into like a game situation so they can start to practice and use it in games. Kind of developed them all, all around there, you know, mm. one to ones and then games as well. So you started group, the first group session in 2008, mm -hmm. uh, sort of age group, mm -hmm. um, and obviously it didn't go too well. Well, did at the start and then it sort of yeah. dropped off. Was there a time where you were probably thinking, I don't think group sessions is the way forward? Yeah. Or did you just go, do you know what, we'll just go again? Or, or what, how did that go? No, definitely, we definitely thought af just after the, uh, it failed and, you know, we had stopped it, we thought, like, Group sessions are too hard to manage. Mm. There's too many, too many things can go wrong. You, you know, one or two kids can maybe drop the the tempo for the rest of, and it's just really difficult to manage. 
So after we thought, we'll just stick it one-on-one, -on -one. That's, that's what we know. It's, we're kind of comfortable doing that. The groups were more of a risk for us because we didn't really have as much experience in doing it. So I'd say for a good, a good few months after, we were a bit, we didn't really want to do any group sessions, you know? Probably a bit deflated after. Yeah. Because we sort of look at ourselves, you know, and you're thinking, oh, why did that not work? Why did it go wrong? Do you know what I mean? Because you think you're doing a good job, then obviously something's wrong if the numbers are dropping off, you know? Yeah. But then as we kind of thought about it, as Matthew said, we kind of learned from our mistakes the first time. So we didn't play any matches with that first academy team. It was just training, you know, so they were only really training. They weren't using it in match scenarios. Yeah. But the more we talked about it then, um, we thought, we'll, we'll go for it again. Uh, a green eye in there, and then that, that's where we've created it. Five academy teams at the moment. Two, so is there something big then went to Carrick? He's got a Car, relationship yeah. with Carrick on their pitch, and then obviously that sort of didn't really work out. So then the next option was, well, where do we go now? And he's obviously eventually got green eye. So, yeah, how did that kind of come about? Well, I think firstly, in Northern Ireland, there's, there's not many good 3G facilities, mm -hmm. if you know yourselves. I agree, yeah. Like compared to other companies, we're, we're seriously lacking. In, the, in those types of pitches so getting better though no we are getting a bit better yeah but there's still a real lack of good facilities over here for for uh, sports so with green island i actually went to school i had done a, a football scholarship and my teacher is actually he's involved in green island and uh, i i got in contact with him told them what we wanted to do up there and we, we started up there doing one-to-one -one sessions just and then we've slowly built and we've been using it ever since and who was that? Mark Gobble. Shout out Mark Gobble. <laughs> <Big lad>. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark was very supportive and getting us up there at the start. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We had a few meetings with him at the start just to, to kind of talk about what we wanted to do up there and he, he got on board. And as well, Green Island have an unreal use set up. You know what, I think it's one of the best in the country in terms of, in terms of, the, way they're coach, terms of the way they're coaching all. So it's good to get involved up there. I would actually cut a few of the wee, uh, Green Island youth down mm -hmm. in Woodford. Like. Yeah. Um, Kirby we love and stuff. Yeah, Kirby's yeah. really affiliated with it. Yeah, um, Alan Kirby. Mm -hmm. So I had here about Green Island a lot, like, and apparently it is very good. Like, it is. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got Green Island now, um, and we're still sort of persevering then with, with the group sessions. So, where was the next step for, for the group sessions? Well, I think we sort of moved away from the big group sessions and we sort of had the idea to offer. Um, like small group training sessions, so that Smart, so that was like probably like players, you know, between four and like max ten, eight to ten players, you know. Mm. Thing for us because obviously the one to ones are probably like the pricier option. We want to have a few different options for players to come in and train because obviously you know it's not as accessible to everybody, you know. So we sort of look at what we we're doing and we we're like we need to be offering two to one sessions, you know, obviously cheaper than one to ones, and then mm. offer the the group sessions probably the the cheapest one to do. Um, just, just, just as well to try and get more people in. What is the kind of price range there from, like, you know, if someone wants to come and do a one to one or someone wants to do a group session, or how does what's the kind of pricing range? Does it depend on like the, the weeks that you're wanting to go for? So, so the way the way we, we run ours, so obviously at the start, they were talking about we were doing it per session. Yep. Now, just from because obviously now we've got coaches to pay and we've got you know pitch facilities to pay and you get regular bills there, so. Mm -hmm. We change log bookings, so the way we do it is we do log bookings four sessions. To be honest, as well, one to one training is probably a type of training players need to commit to. You know, it's not a case of me personally. I don't think players can come in and do 
one session, two sessions, miss three weeks, come back, do a session, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just needs yeah. to be regular, they need to be repeats yeah. every, every week, you need to be hearing it every week. So we all, that's why we offer it on block booking. So at the minute, one to one sessions for four sessions is 120 for four. Mm -hmm. uh, we, would, we would do ours definitely, the other ones. So the guys who come in, we obviously communicate with the parent first of all, for one to ones. Um, make it really specific areas that the parent wants to work on. And then at the end of that block, the parent then gets a feedback sheet from the coach that's taking them. And they'll say, these are the areas we worked on over the four weeks. This is what he's done well at, he or she's done well at. And then <coughs> this is the areas he needs to improve on going forward. Just so the parents are on the same page too. Because breakdown, like. a, a lot of parents want to take their, their kids out themselves and do a wee bit themselves. So yeah. obviously if they're getting feedback from us, yeah. saying they need to work on X, Y, and Z, they can go and do it too. Obviously the kids as well, if they're aware of it themselves, they'll know themselves in, in their own training, even in the club training, they know what they need to work on too. Mm -hmm. um, two to one sessions at the minute, it's uh, £80 per player. Um, so again, slightly cheaper. That's obviously a two to one session. We try and make those as specific as we can, but it's difficult to say, you have two players want to work on different things. We, yeah. try, we try and just find the, find the middle ground there, and make the sessions, you know, ben they benefit both mm -hmm. players. And are these hour long sessions then? Yeah, as well? yeah. yeah. They're all one hour sessions, yeah. Um, obviously at the start as well, there's we, we do like a like an initial chat with the parent too. Like just so, because I think... Well, it stems from the parents, no? Yeah. So I mean, you really want the parent on board first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because the parent's not going to be on board if they're not going to think that the kid is going to go somewhere or yeah. they're really Prob dedicated to it. Prob probably, like, I think the most frustrating thing for us is we coach these players, we're going to be at the same playing games. Mm. You would actually see yourself because obviously if we were coaching a player we could go and see him and we could have our own opinion on what they need to work on so we do rely on parents heavily like to yeah, sort of tell us what the parents need, do need to work on and are they giving you feedback then as well if that makes sense you know like when the parents are coming back and you haven't watched them play much but they've watched them play much they come back and say right we'll start working on this we'll work on that then you can just basically switch up the one to one yeah yeah so like say we'll say to the parent obviously because they're the ones watching her, yeah. you know, and um, what you think he needs to work on, he or she needs to work on, and then we'll obviously cater all the sessions towards working on those weaker areas for him, him or her, and then, uh, yeah, but yeah, we would rely on parents heavily. Because it's really what the kids are doing outside that football as well, you know, what habits they're building, you know, yeah, what's obviously going to change for another pitch, but like, if you anything that you can directly tell the parents that they can keep track of the kids' habits outside of the you know, out of the one to one. Do you mean like, uh, like just what their habits are? Yeah, like what they're sleeping on, or you know, just basically. We 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 would try and give a bit of advice on that. Yeah, because yeah, to be fair, a lot of the players that do come in, they know they're quite serious about improving themselves, yeah. anyways. Um, but we would obviously try and educate them on the importance of like hydration, sleep, yeah, the emotional intelligence of it too, recovery, that type yeah. of thing. But. Borrow one of the ones too. I mean, it's a hugely mental as well. Like you said at the start there about your wee man's confidence. Like players come in and we try and build them up. Obviously, you know, like we work on football skills. But then it's having those chats with players too yeah. on a one-to-one -one basis, where they're saying, "Oh, I'm match the weekend." You know, my coach said this, or you're maybe even hearing stuff like some of their dad said them. Maybe it's maybe they knock their confidence a wee bit. You know, yeah, and you can sort of try and talk them around and try and get them built back up again. But just. The social side is probably a side I like as well because yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about football development, but a large part of it is is, is social as well because you're trying to you're trying to build this player up and get him to believe in his own ability because yeah. a lot of players do come in and they have really good football ability, but you can tell they lack a bit of self belief. Yeah. Yeah. So part of what we try and do as well is sort of build that mental side of the game up for them too. 
Because football, as you know, like it's up and down. You know what I mean? Like you get when when one week score three, next week you get beat six 0 and you get subbed at half time. Do you know what I mean? It's it's up and down. I think that's actually happened to me before. Happened this week. But. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a building such a good relationship as well with the parents and also the kids and stuff because like even the other week I mean you were sitting in a chair and one of the parents had actually sit, the video was becoming very popular which is basically just the, the games are filmed mm-hmm. um, so obviously the parent has like watched back his son edited the clips and sent it over right. to Nathan and Nathan sitting in my chair watching like this kid playing in a match um, and like going I don't know like he could have done this better he could have done that better mm-hmm. like that's unreal too, because obviously they trust you enough to send that over and be like, yeah. what do you think of this? Yeah, well, <coughs> that's actually something we've, we've implemented in the last few months. Um, in terms of making our overall service better, as we, we started trying to give more homework and feedback for the kids to do it, mm-hmm. do it home themselves. So that example was the, the parent had sent me over clips from the game, asked me to have a look at it, and I just you know went through it all, clipped it together for Because it's just good, like away from the sessions, they only spend an hour with us a week so in terms of giving them more stuff to do at home even to watch or practice it's just it's going to help them develop faster yeah i think that'd be quicker as a kid you know someone's clipped out all your best bits even, from the match even, and sort of, even if it's like a wee video for them to watch yeah, or like, like a drill they can do at home yeah, we, yeah. we've started trying to implement that more into our sessions just to, to try and develop them a wee bit a wee bit faster and get their confidence a wee bit better as well you know okay. see see another thing as well not to go back on the, like the habit trackers and stuff but Next Wednesday here, um, a good friend of mine, his app actually launches, it's actually called Head Coach. Um, it's basically, you know, it's targeted at people who basically just like yourselves, are setting targets for themselves, setting targets for young kids. Um, the, the basically thing is, it, is what you're doing outside of the football or the boxing or the barber. Basically, what are you doing with your habits? You know, i.e. the sleeping, the eating, you know, just making yourself feel a bit better because mm-hmm. obviously then it's going to you know shine through obviously on what you're doing yeah but keep, i'm going to keep in a keep us in the loop about that there it launches next wednesday because it's something that you could even push to the parents to basically say to them right you can download head coach and then when you start with us you can fill in these habit trackers then they can maybe show you you know basically what the kid is doing outside of the football yeah to just be more consistent do you know what i mean so it's basically keeping a track of outside life, then you're keeping a track of on the pitch, and obviously the parents are keeping a track on basically all of it, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? But it is definitely going to, it's launching here next Wednesday, and there'll definitely be more information on it, but I think it'll definitely suit you as a few people as well. Yeah, probably right. Very clear. Um, so, <coughs> obviously, Green Island, um, you have the one-to-one coaching still going on, you've got two-to-ones, and then is there more groups than that? Just the, the small group training sessions at oh, that point. And uh, the small group sessions is as many in that? Four to six players. Four to six. And obviously then you've still got used to um, at this stage. And then was there, so when was the stage where you obviously added on in the first coach? Well that was shortly after we got the Green Island. Because yeah. it, it was me and Matthew at the start. And we were just doing our one-to-ones, the two-to-ones groups. And we were getting more and more busy. Like I said, Green Island's a great setup. The youth players there are fantastic. The coaches, I think, are great as well. So the more they kind of seen us training, the more players were wanting to do sessions with us. And slowly over time, we got busier and busier and busier. And we kind of had to look and uh, go, 
and we, we need someone else in here. You know, we're getting so busy that me and Matty physically couldn't take. Um, That's actually class. He's actually had to hire somebody. Yeah, yeah. Because we were getting so busy and more players wanted in with us, we we looked at getting another coach in, and then that's when we got our first coach in, with Scott. And mm -hmm. um, I contacted him through Mark Campbell. He had recommended him. He had done the the football scholarship thing I had done a few years ago as well. So we got Scott in at the start. He was our first coach, and uh, yeah, he was he's he's fantastic. He's still with you now. Yeah, he's still with us now. He's just, yeah, yeah. Scott. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> how many coaches have you actually got there, Lance? Or is it just the one? No, at the moment we've got around four, four, four or five coaches. Okay. Um, who've been every day, and then yeah. probably obviously three here just more casual. Right, right. Just looking forward to taking off a wee bit, then as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, first coach, then Scott comes in, um, and then what's he do? Is he taking one to ones as well, or is he groups or what? Uh, he, he, he's been just everything as well. Obviously, he did come in just bang straight away. You know, he came yeah. in, did, did, did a bit a month, just watching, jumping in. And then sessions with, with us, you know, watching them. Class. And obviously, going to Green Island has a bit of professionalism and stuff into things. Um, and then obviously, you've got your own gear as well. So, did you have that in the start as well? Or, like, how did you just get along with that there kind of thing? So, uh, the the gear side of things changed a bit. So, at the start, Sandy Bay Day was literally like a Sports Direct Nike Academy tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just took it to a local employer place, got a badge black on it. Oh, okay. Um, after that, um, <coughs> do, do you know Jamie Crom? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Manny's. Manny's brother, yeah. He, uh, he was doing the, the 51 yeah, at that right, point. Yeah. So then he was in my, my class uh, for my degree. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing he was doing that, contacted him, and then he was doing our gear for a bit. Um, so we were wearing the 51 brand of gear. And then after that, we went Macron. Avec. Oh, <laughs> Avec. We went Avec then. Um, but not none of it was really. And probably Nike was the best, wasn't it? And then. Bit of trial and error there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went. Did we go, go Macron too? Yeah, we went Macron. We went yeah, Macron, but the Macron was a bit pricey. And um, so then we moved on to Puma. So now everything's Puma. I'm a bit OCD with that type of thing. Yeah. I didn't like the way we had. Nike footballs and Avet gear and all. Yeah. Did my head on so. Like even that bit of professionalism, you know, like having everything Puma, having like even down to the footballs and all. Like I think that like speaks volumes, you know, rather than like as you say, if you're wearing Nike and then Puma, it's like all a bit disjointed yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I like everyone down to the with even the ball bags with Puma. Do you know what I mean that? Yeah. Um, but I always think like, say, do you ever watch like um inside training videos and stuff on YouTube? Like saying you see it on professional teams, like everyone's the one brand, you know, mm -hmm. everything looks way better, as you yeah, said. 100%. Um, so, group sessions started to go well, we've added one coach, then the two, three, four coaches come on very quickly, isn't it? Uh, the, the, next, the next coach we uh, got was Carson. Okay. I see a lot of him in front of the show, Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson's, Carson's great, like he's, he's fantastic with the kids and all. Um, so we got him in next, and, and then it was kind of us four. We're, we're doing it for a good few months and then we looked at getting a few more coaches in again because like i said we're just getting busier and busier and busier and um, so then we kind of looked at getting a few few other coaches in then but it's going to be exciting times there as well boys uh, it was like i think going up the green islands really really helped us yeah. massively like yeah. because obviously doing it sandy bay is just not many kids want to come down as you said it's <laughs> it's Besides to say it's went always windy and like when you're on the Green Island like it's you kinda of wanna go train there. It's a great pitch, it's in a good location. Um and Lauren as well we're kinda of out of the way. It's a bit more professional. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's over matched our ethos as well. Because yeah. like 
we obviously want to provide a premium service, so we need a premium facility to do that. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Graham's one of the best fitters about, you know. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you obviously grew then to five coaches, is that correct? Yeah. Five yeah. coaches, um, and then you've done all the coaching side of things. You started to play matches now, and what's, what was the next thing? Was it the academy was the next thing? No, we're not, we're, not, we're not playing any matches yet. Should you explain the matter of the academy? Oh, you mean recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought you meant stop before we went to graduate. Well, I was trying to, but. <laughs> so, we're up to obviously the coaches. He's a, so, what was the next part then after that? Coaches, it wasn't the academy? You're probably getting pro players on. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. So, the next step then from obviously um, having all the coaches in, you, did you start to contact kind of pro players to kind of try and get them in then? Well, uh, yeah, we uh, we actually got a few links. There boys coming up to us, and uh, the kind of new boys that were pro players, and they said about doing a session with us. Right. And the first player we got down was Ethan Galbraith. And sure, Ethan. Big. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, he should be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so he was the, he was the first kind of pro player that came down, and um, wow, what a, what a session! Yeah, class. Different level. Different level. Like it was came down, wasn't working on shooting. Put very one top top ends. Uh, <laughs> both both feet. I'm standing going him. This guy's saying he's not good shooting here. Like, how, how bad am I shooting there? Imagine stepping up to do a demo. He's shanked in the corner. <laughs> See if you can do it like Ali. <laughs> See to be fair, my demos were on point. <laughs> yeah, I had to really concentrate though. You know what I mean? Um, actually, we had we had Ethan in. Ethan did. The two sessions, two sessions with us, and then we went in Holly for a, playthrough. For a week. We had a Holly book, so I was raising because <laughs> you know, we he could have come in more because it's obviously taking a program, I just really enjoyable. And like, we sort of learn often too. Mm-hmm. Because, say, if I'm giving them a, a point, obviously, with them guys, it's more about the intensity of the sessions, you know, because yeah. we're not really coaching them as much. But you maybe see these small things like body shape and receiving the ball, or like a touch before a shot, you know, that you maybe give them a bit of advice on. But it's good because, like. Even we took um we took Chris McKee that summer. Chris came in obviously a couple of weeks ago, and then I'm maybe stepping going to Chris. Chris, why don't you try receiving the ball like this? And then he's going he's giving me feedback going. Well, actually, yeah, if I'm wanting to do that, I would receive the ball like that. But I'm wanting to do this. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm receiving the ball like this. And then it's sort of giving us a different way of looking at it. You yeah, know, right. where he's doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like the one the one I stepped in, like, he's doing shooting. He's coming off the cone, and I was saying about him getting his body shape facing the direction he wanted to take his touch. So it was touch shoot. Whereas prior to that, he was taking three touches, one to kill it, one to shift it, one to hit it. And then he said to me, well, what I'm doing that first touch is, I'm stopping it, I'm letting this defender press me. And then that touch, I'm taking it past him. Whereas it's stuck. Probably half a yard in the... Yeah, like he's taking the defender out of the game, he's, he's baiting him in, to then take the touch past the defender and hit, whereas mm-hmm. I was wanting to take that first touch past the defender. But it's just good, because even when you're speaking Ethan and all, you're maybe going to have him point and he's going, yeah, yeah, completely get what you're saying. So... It's like we're right, but he's, he's giving us a different way of looking at it, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like they're giving us uh, like game situations at the highest level, you know, yeah. and we, we can learn off it and then apply it to our, our sessions we're taking with the kids. So who all have you had in then? You've obviously had Ethan, uh, Chris McKee, Kyle, Kyle McLean, Charlie Allen, um, Ryan, Sean McAllister, Sean McAllister from Everton, Kofi Bomber, um, I should not leave my bike. I'm He's, you know, Sandy Bay, the, the pro players. Yeah. Don't leave it go. Ben Wiley. <laughs> um, Matty Shevlin. Lloyd. Lloyd Anderson. Hey, Lloyd. Kyle. I always say that's it, Kyle. 
I need to be pushing every player I take 100% the full session. Yeah. Like that's the level these guys, these players need to get to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what the intensity you need to be used to training at. So I'd say like info players come in, made us upper game massively yeah. too, where we're not letting players slack off. You know, players are coming to get work for the full hour. Do you know what I mean? It's really nice that you can actually give the feedback to the younger ones. Having trained Ethan and you know Ben Wiley and Kyle McLean, all these boys, like it's really nice that you can turn around and say. Like I train these guys, I know how they train. They yeah, train a hundred percent of the time. And if you want to make it, this is what you gotta do. Yeah. That's that's unreal. Like I remember, like Kofi, like was down in the ground a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like busted. pushing himself, pushing himself, pushing himself to the point where he's, he just busted. Like seeing our thing actually, uh, it's brilliant as a coach to see that. Like yeah. with with the pro players, to be fair, like they're obviously used to training at a really high standard. But when they came to do one to one session with us. A lot of them said it's probably the toughest session they've ever done. So it's just that one to one session, you know. So, like, I just think the one to one sessions are so so useful for fitness, technical, and for the mental side of it as well, you know. I spoke to a few of them, like, not every single one of them would, you know, would say they enjoyed it, you know, like, they actually enjoyed the session. I think that's a, a massive part of it, too. Like, don't forget about the uh-huh. enjoyment, like, because yeah. that's class. Ethan probably able to switch back footballs or stuff. <laughs> I thought they all went top quarter. Now we get to the ring. Yeah. It was the left foot. Those were the ones that made the video. <laughs> the joys of editing. <laughs> so now we're on to sort of the academy then. Yeah. Started up. Yeah. Most recently, it's uh, starting the last few months, hasn't it? Uh, before Christmas, there just yeah, um, we started so. And the difference in the one-to-ones to the academy then, it's just actually more people out there? Uh, the academy sessions, so ours is like uh, an elite academy, so that, that is more players, you know, ha- ha- higher level players, you know. Um, obviously we've got a longer term plan to develop the academy more with, you know, development teams in it and stuff like that. Kind of like having a, a pathway, you know, we pathway yet. So really, you're in going boys. <laughs> so really, no, we've got these elite academies. But the longer term plan will be to have obviously development academies like them where we're not really saying the boys you're not good enough to come to this. Mm-hmm. It's it's we're saying, you know, you're maybe not that level, but we can put still you still there. give you good training, yeah, yeah. still give you good match. I e that would probably suit the likes of me and my son there. That makes sense, you know, if he's not sort of progressing on the base, yeah. maybe I'm gonna call it my football team, Chris, but we can still keep him here for a bit of yeah. you know, football he's there. Yeah, so we've also got these elite teams at the minute. Like they, they come from any club really, you know, all we're really doing is we're putting a select group of players together um, of a high ability and then we're training them once a week and then we're playing matches every four to six weeks. Um, we've got 2012s, 13s, 14s, 15s, then we've got a 2016 trial halfway through February and then we'll maybe do a 2017 like development centre because they're obviously really young at that yeah, age. Yeah, see that would be mine then, my age would be 2017. Yeah, so that, that, that development centre will be for really, really of any ability, you know, because they're obviously so young. Trust. Um, is that the youngest year? That's the youngest we'll probably go to yeah, until obviously next year as kids get older then they'll introduce a younger one every year. Um, but obviously the longer term plan is we want to have those development teams um, where we're not saying to kids you're not good enough to get into this team. It's more like you're not at that ability level yeah. yet but come in here and you, you can still benefit from the training, you can still benefit from the matches and the coaching and things like that. Mm. But we're also taking the 2012 team to Barcelona here in October as well. Right, They're going to play in Barcelona Cup against teams from all over, all over Europe, obviously. Class. That's fantastic. Like. So I'm, I'm taking them at the minute. 
that's a that's a proper academy. Taking boys away, yeah, yeah, yeah. partially over like. So the, the the plan with the trips as well. Obviously, we haven't taken any teams away on trips like so far. So we're sort of using the twenty twelves to go away, get a feel for how to how to book everything. You know how everything yeah. works. Um, obviously, and then the plan will be then try and take those younger age groups away to tournaments in Europe as well, because it's a good experience for them as well. You know, and like Absolutely. I remember like me playing you know in wee tournaments like you're, you're staying away from home and like hotels and stuff with all the boys and stuff yeah. in the team like it's it's things that stay with you forever you know yeah, regardless of how you do in tournaments and then you make you make friends with boys you know for uh, for life like you know they were the best like going away like you know i remember even tournaments over here like foil cup and yeah nub cup and yeah and then going away like the i think we went to push or something but like them things like the last life and that's basically how we knew each other from the start was with football really like uh, yeah, I think I was I was always beating you on that, yeah. I'm sure you were so big, I'll bring my back up now. Oh, it's down. Boys hammer me with that, you know what? What's that? You want a back up, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. What my needs are for the kid, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if it's for... More fun based if it's more. What's, like, what's, what's it what's what's form called? Uh, like a consultation form. An inquiry form. form. What's it called though? A consultation form. Yeah, so you fill out a consultation form and then um, you would detail everything you want to get out of training with us, um, any areas you want to work on with, with your son. Yeah. Um, and then me or Matthew would get back to you um, by a phone call. So we would go through um, on the phone and just talk. About all, all our process, uh, all price, kind of prices, prices, <laughs> prices uh, session, session availability, and most importantly, the goals you want to get out of training with just so that way we can make it clear to whoever's taking them, like whatever coach is taking so them. So many arrives, basically, we're just on yeah, the same page. It's, it's all, all specific to what, what you want to get out of training with us, you know. And where, where is that based then, boys? Are you actually in a set location for the training now? Yeah, all, is that Green Island? all at Green Island, KJ. And what, what days and stuff is that on there as well? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, half four to half five, Sunday, um, three to four, four to five. Yeah, okay. um, for the for the one to ones, two to ones. See, just uh, in terms of actually paying for the thing as well. So, for example, Chris brings his wee man down. Does he just pay on the day of the session, or how how does that kind of work? We we would try and get all our payments. We actually have a, pay, a payment system now. We use Team Fee Pay. Okay. So you would sign up for that before the session, and then it would collect it. So it's all paid for by the time you turn up the session. You know. It's kind of like direct debit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's very good. Very good. Just 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 so that way the payment's done, and you don't have to worry about it. You know. Um. Yeah. So you pay you pay for four sessions up front. Um, and that's four weeks. Four weeks. One one session a week. Yeah, and then. Yeah, that's it. I think the Sundays would definitely suit me, boys, to be honest. No doubt, like, definitely get on down on Sunday. Must have been a good sales pitch today, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you never know who will come your way now, that's <laughs> No happy days. No class. Um, so, what what is the end goal for use? What's the long-term plan then? I think he's touched on it before, but what is it? So, obviously, we want to be providing the best, the best service. Uh, for for private training in the company as an overall um in terms of plan obviously said there we're doing the one to ones we're doing two to ones we're in small groups we're doing the academy we ideally like to get a development academy on the go too yeah. um just so we're not excluding any kids you know we're working with kids of all abilities still you know um, so just to maybe get that tier sort of process that makes sense you know like just get that level 
you know what I mean? So you can actually like direct what kids are at the higher level and keep them at the higher level and then yeah. Do you know what I mean? If somebody's not really cutting it too much, you can actually just bring them down a wee bit. Yeah, because I think uh, with regards to that, like a lot of parents take it personally, maybe. Because yeah, they always want the kid to be at the top. Yeah, you know what I mean? whereas we see it as, you know, if there's maybe a kid that's in the elite academy, you know, it's not really fair on them because they're maybe they're not getting as many touches of the ball, maybe not, they're maybe losing confidence actually by being in that group if, if the ability level is too high for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would see it as more benefiting the player, that's the way we look at it, of we can give them that option of coming down and then obviously if they're working at their own, own ability level, they perform better in the sessions, you know what I mean? They'll gain confidence, they should get more touches on the ball. Um, so that, that that's sort of an area where we don't want parents to really take it. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the, the club situation like so let's say you move to like Olympic you know and then you're there for a few years maybe you're not confident enough and then you lose confidence and end up dropping down like we want to have it where the elite academy's not standard and then the development academy but at the end of the day they're playing at their level yeah that they're at at the moment mm -hmm. who knows in a few years of training they could get up the, the next level you know yeah. but I think it's important that that gives them something to aim as, for as, yeah. as Matthew said it's important you don't play like above or below your level you, you want to be competitive and still develop so i think having those two phases would be good for that as well mm -hmm. i think another thing we want to we, we talked about for the past few months as well is we want to try and go more online stuff like an app so we've we talked about starting to try and develop our own app yeah. for for the coaching and um, that kind of came from like i said with the homework stuff more, more for kids to do at home because we get a lot of inquiries at the moment Kids that are that are far away from us can't make it to our Green Island Green Island sessions. Yeah, so yeah. that's a that's a big thing. Like we've had loads of parents over the past few months where we've got back to them. They said it's just too far away. They can't, they can't get there. Yeah. So I think the next step for us would be trying to take advantage of that and like, go more 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 online in the app as well. Because nice. there a potential to to try and you know maybe get in different locations across the country or is that too far away or. I think the the big thing with us is we're we're a service we're obviously a service so we have to give up our time to, to be there and deliver the stretch the resources like, a bit around, yeah, like, yeah. And, and travel all about different locations it, it would be kind of kind of difficult for us and that that's why we're more thinking of the online stuff would be more beneficial because we can we can give players stuff to do at home drills that we do at sessions they can yeah. do it at home. Um, and about yourselves, basically, without us having to be yeah. there in person, you know. Yeah, very good. Well, that's sort of like you know, like a personal trainer sort of app, you know. Yeah. Personal trainers train people online these days without even seeing that person. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They just usually give that guy a couple of reps to do, a couple of sessions to do. I, th I, I think that would be our next step, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, with with the app, we're really looking to give players more that train with us. So obviously, give them access to this app. And we obviously give like loads of keen mums and dads who they just their kids just can't get enough training, you know what I mean? So with this app, it's gonna be a training app where there's gonna be drills broken down into categories. So say like passing, receiving, agility, shooting, you know, yeah. it's all broken down. And then the way we want to do it is what we've been doing over the last couple of months, we record ourselves, how the drills set up, what equipment you need, um, run through it, you know, how it works, and then sort of common um, mistakes that we've experienced working with players. So if the parents then take the the kid through the through the drill, they obviously can then look out for these points that we've highlighted, yeah, you know, in the video. Um, and as Nathan says, obviously for players further field too. But we just just really to give uh, 
give, give parents an honor to yeah, really yeah. work with their kids away from us. See, that definitely them. reminds me of that head coach app that my friend is, like it's launching next Wednesday. It's to, to give the parents accountability of what the kids are doing outside of the football or outside of the sport that they're trying to get into, which yeah. is a big, big part of it, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? It sort of definitely resonates sort of with the both. You know what I mean? I, I definitely think sleep's a big one. Yeah, you, you, you see, you see players like see especially young, young boys. They just love Xbox, yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? And we see it every day. We see it with the kids. Obviously, we got the kids are. Like e even like early morning starts, you know, like come in, they're like, oh, absolutely knackered. Like, <laughs> like we we played early comic games played in Oma last week. And some of the boys are turning up. Their eyes are barely open. Like, tired, mate. You, you, you up late last night? No, no. What time you up to? Half twelve. And then maybe up at half seven to get the Oma, which isn't enough sleep, you know. Half twelve the next day or into that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that's seen as a normal time to go to bed now, yeah. you know. Um, I would always try and get hours, and I definitely know whenever I don't, I feel it like. That's, that's the difference though, and make sure that I keep in track of the habit, and that's um, what my friend is, is all about, because he wants somebody to basically be tracking their habits every single day, and say, do that consistency, consistently for like a month, say even, and then say the next month, purposely sort of fall off the habits a wee bit, to actually see the comparison of when you're on top of everything to when you're sort yeah. of slacking a wee bit, then do the next month of basically you haven't gave up but you've just you're just not on par with the first month to be actually see what the benefits are of yeah. actually sleeping well, eating well, you know, feeling well. And then you see the middle scenario of maybe I've stayed up too too late nights this week, I've skipped a couple of meals, you know. So you're starting to slip down a wee bit. And then on the third scenario, you basically just now blew up, you know, basically. So you have that comparison of saying, fuck, when I'm actually on top of these tracking habits, this is when I'm actually at my best. Yeah. So let's now stick with this, and then it's going to be the best version of me. But unless you're actually keeping track of that, you're never really going to know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, what is benefiting you and what's not, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what separates when you're not going to make it, or if you are going to make it, do you know what I mean? I think that's a, the biggest thing I've like, Just imagine. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that app sounds really good. Ah, oh, big um, It's out, as I say, next Wednesday. Um, and yeah, we're going to get Dolly on and stuff on the podcast actually to talk about it more. But he has a boy there. Um, he's the head, like, emotional developer at the Kansas City Chiefs. So he's actually doing his live launch for him next Wednesday. And the Kansas City Chiefs are actually in the Super Bowl final with it. So like there's big, big buzz around this at the minute. So yeah, just keep the eyes peeled for it, boys, because it could be something that you could actually push to the yeah. parents to push to the kids. And then it's actually going to benefit and go at the end of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not anymore, I'm, I'm a 49ers fan. You seriously? Seriously. We've been keeping track of this uh, American football night specifically just because this boy's on board with the head coach app, do you know what I mean? So we're all feeling like we're Kansas City Chief fans at the minute, but we uh, we love the NFL. Like, yeah, it's great. Like, I, I love I love to go and watch a live game. Yeah, over at Wembley or something. Mate. You know what's because they're all like it's just so athletic. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it's just so athletic. Yeah, and you know the exactly. TV obviously it's a bit slower. Yeah. I love to just see it like yeah, live, yeah. see how fast it would be like. Bosses running each other. Is okay. there anything you suppose you want to yeah. add to the end of um, this podcast or end goal coaching? 
As long as our people know where to find these boys, basically yeah. that's happy enough. As long as we've got that information out there for all us. abilities, really. Yeah, all abilities. I mean, the good thing, as I said before, about the the one to ones, it's all specific. Yeah. And the age range. Uh, six, six up. Six up. Yeah, six up. Well, lads, thanks very much. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Great thing. Yes, thanks Cheers, for having us. I think you are doing unbelievable. And yeah, shout out to uh, Gold Coaching. Big time. Cheers. Um, talk sponsorship, Barcelona Cup. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what, Dean Sandals? Yeah. There's always something in there. <laughs> sure. No, thanks for having us on. Yeah, cheers. Okay, okay, enjoyable. Boys, what we've been doing as well, obviously with the people we've had on so far as well, um, we'd obviously like to see what they're doing in 12 months' time. So mm. it's not the first time. Hopefully you'll be on. We'll get you on again maybe in 12 months and see how the goal is progressing. And a free haircut. Specifics, if you could just end it for us, boys. If there's parents out there that are already in the academy, already bringing their kid to you, boys, for a one to one, um, what's the advice for the parent to just basically keep the kid on the straight and narrow and see what the future holds for that kid? I would say ensure that their their child's committing. Um, I mean, there's there's no quick fix, you know what I mean? Like, to be successful in football and in life, it's it's very up and down. And it's working through the lows and enjoying the highs. So I would say just try and keep them committed to whatever they're doing, you know, over the longer term. Yeah. Um, so it'll teach them good life skills like persistence, do you know what I mean? Stay and consistent. Stay consistent, stay consistent. I, I think it'll be mine as well. Consistency is key with everyone, you know? Everything you do, you have to be consistent at it. And to see more training, the, the more consistent the player turns up, the more benefits it holds for them. My question, will there be a fun question? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously you offer one-to-ones. Who would be the the best person to get on a one-to-one? Like, who would be your most favourite person to get yeah, on a professional or whoever? Anybody. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I have to go, I'd have to go with Messi. Yeah? Messi, I've, I've grew up watching Messi. And what would you do with Messi? Well, I'd have to bring a translator like that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would he need to work on? Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right, it's, right, it's right foot. Pen. Fair enough. Pen. Uh, mine would probably be Douglas Lewis. What? Yeah, because I'm an Aston Villa fan. I just think he's he's a taggy player. You know what I mean? I think if I got him down, just watch him do drills would just be... It'd be lovely for me. Like, that was a bit of a curveball for me. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't want to play it safe. I could have went with like Ronaldo or whoever, yeah. do you know what I mean? But I just. And what would Douglas Louise work on with you? With me? In his one to one session? Well, I just make him work on pings, driven passes, because he's good at it. I just love to see him do it live. <laughs> okay, so not really a workout, just I want to see you pass the ball. <laughs> to be fair, probably shouldn't actually. <laughs> okay, just for the TikTok. <laughs> Lads, again, pleasure. Good crack. Enjoyable. Um, thanks very much. No problem. Cheers for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Legend, bro. Legend. Love it, Les. Very good.